Blog Talk Radio. Hi, my name is Megan Hall, and I'm a freshman journalism and marketing double major at St. Bonaventure University. And I'm Maddie Conklin, and I'm a freshman political science major at St. Bonaventure University. Maddie and I have been looking into how politics are driven by the media and how the media covers politics on the Agora Center for Media and Democracy blog over the course of this semester. We know how difficult it can be to interpret the political landscape for those who are engrossed in it constantly. So today we're going to take a look at the way in which the media is covering the vast landscape of candidates vying for the Democratic nomination for president in 2020. This election is key for Democrats, and the media surrounding these politicians has differed vastly. To make it easier for our audience to understand, Maddie and I divided the candidates into subcategories, which we are calling the heavy hitters, the rookies with potential, and the farm team. The heavy hitters are the politicians who are becoming media superstars in the race, whether for good or bad reasons. The rookies with promise are senators and representatives who have some name recognition and moderate media coverage surrounding their campaigns. And the farm team is filled with candidates who need to up their game in order to truly have a shot in the big leagues or securing the Democratic nomination. Maddie's going to start off by talking about two of our heavy hitters, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. As we all know, Joe Biden has been a heavy influence in the media for a while now. The former vice president announced his decision early this spring to run with a video message. He began with Charlottesville and President Trump's response to white supremacist violence there two years ago. Biden said, quote, there's a battle for the soul of this country. I believe history will look back on our four years of this president and all he embraces as an aberrant moment in time, but if we give Donald Trump eight years in the White House, he will forever and fundamentally alter the character of this nation, who we are, and I cannot stand by and watch that happen. As we dive into these presidential elections, we will begin to see mass media coverage with Joe Biden solely because he has been a leader in this country for a long period of time. Switching over to Bernie Sanders, he's another one of the heavy hitters that we will be covering. Sanders' campaign has been widely broadcast since he announced his 2020 election running in early February. Sanders, a self-described Democratic Socialist, caucused with the Democrats and sought for the Democratic nomination in the U.S. presidential elections of 2016, losing to Clinton and now running in the 2020 election. Sanders has jumped to the top of the charts when it comes to popularity and will continue to gain mass exposure due to the fact that he has already ran before. People are familiar with not only his name, but his ideals and policies he wishes to implement upon becoming president. Now we're going to head over to our other two heavy hitters, Beto O'Rourke and Pete Buttigieg. So Beto O'Rourke ran against Ted Cruz in the midterm elections, and that gave him notoriety, especially amongst Republicans who have become fed up with the Trump administration and its pawns. According to the media, O'Rourke has a strong ground to stand on when it comes to people with moderate political views. This showed in his 2018 election run against Ted Cruz because he lost in slim margin to someone who the media thought would have a solid margin of winning. Um, Far apart from Bernie Sanders, who, as Maddie said, describes himself as a democratic socialist, O'Rourke unifies traditional right-wingers and left-wingers. On both sides, he offers a unique perspective. We went back and forth with putting O'Rourke in our heavy hitters classification, but due to the name recognition he already has from previous races and the Twitter sphere's affinity for him, we decided to move forward with him as a heavy hitter. But sets him apart from our other heavy hitters is that his funding is not as complete and does not show as much promise. O'Rourke is a Democratic representative in Texas at the moment. Now we'll move on to Pete Buttigieg, fondly known as Mayor Pete. Hailing from South Bend, Indiana, Buttigieg comes as a surprising candidate who's got serious potential for the nomination. 
He's gained a lot of notoriety in the media because of his ability to speak several different languages and his attitude toward inclusion. His attitude toward inclusion has captured the American media, especially in opposition to Trump, who has divided the country in ways previous presidents could not have dreamed of. Mayor Pete is getting national and local recognition, and people across the country are becoming Buttigieg superfans, following this small-town man's every move and putting their efforts and their money towards securing the seat for him. Both O'Rourke and Buttigieg still have a long way to go to seriously compete with Biden and Sanders. However, these two candidates' potential surpasses the level of potential we see in our rookies with potential for growth category, which is up next. Now we'll move into our section with the rookies with potential. I'll start by talking about Cory Booker and Kamala Harris. Then Meg will take over and talk about Kristen Gillibrand and Elizabeth Warren. Both Booker and Harris have been household names in their communities or even states, but haven't yet gained that much recognition to become one of the highly controversial picks. A little background on Booker. He is an American politician serving as the junior United States senator from New Jersey since 2013 and is obviously part of the Democratic Party. He is a very big figurehead in New Jersey solely because he has served so long for the state, but also the fact that he has done many big things for New Jersey. Going to Kamala Harris, Harris is an American attorney and politician who has served as the junior United States Senator from California since 2017. Although Kamala is known for many things, the thing she is most recognizable for is calling out Trump. She has never bit her tongue when being vocal about how unimpressed she is with the current administration. Although she has made headlines more than just a few times, many people still seem to become confused when hearing her name. That is solely because she has only started serving in the U.S. Senate Senate in 2016. There she climbed the ranks to run for president. Now Megan will um, with Gillibrand and Warren. Kirsten Gillibrand is one of New York State's senators, and she has enough recognition amongst, amongst New Yorkers, but is lacking in terms of national media, especially as the field of Democrats has grown. Gillibrand has received a good set of coverage from the smaller New York State media, which has proven both an advantage and a disadvantage. The same is true of almost all of our other rookies with potential. The local media scrutinizes them while the national media sort of ignores them. Gillibrand, in the recent past, has not run an overly controversial campaign and is currently a well-known adversary of Trump, especially on reproductive rights and other female issues. This could become a dividing factor for many moderate voters who may find themselves instead swaying toward a candidate like Mayor Pete or Cory Booker. Our last rookie with Thomas is Elizabeth Warren. Warren is a Massachusetts senator, and she's received a lot of coverage from more severe left-wing media. She's actually been criticized by the Wall Street Journal and Wall Street Democrats for being too left-wing. They don't believe that she can secure the nomination and they don't see her as a viable candidate for the 2020 Democratic nomination because of her left-wing status. So now we're going to talk about our farm team, which includes just over 10 candidates who have not received much media coverage at all. Maddie, I'll start us out. Some of these candidates include Michael Bennett, Julian Castro, John Delaney, Tulsi Gabbard, Michael Gravel, and John Hickenlopper. We also have Jay Inslee, who's the governor of Washington State, Wayne Messam, the mayor of Miramar, Florida, Seth Moulton, a congressional representative from Massachusetts, Tim Ryan, a congressional representative for Ohio, Eric Swalwell, congressional representative for California, Marianne Williamson, who's an author from Texas, and Andrew Yang, who is an entrepreneur and philanthropist from New York. It's no surprise that these candidates can't even compare the amount of media coverage due to the fact that they aren't household names. If we break it down, there really are two categories when it comes to the runners, who, the who's and them's. A who is you hear their name and you know who it is. And then a them is who is that. 
Um, it is the divide between a celebrity and everyday people running. Basically, the vast majority of the Democratic nominees are who's making it hard for the public to really pick just one to support. So these Dems that we just named off in the mind of the media don't have a shot at beating Trump, and a big piece of that is funding. I read an article recently on the Wall Street Journal that dives inside the funding process for Wall Street Dems. Because the playing field is so muddled, these Democrats who have a lot of money and power aren't sure where to put that money, so they've decided to divide it up among several candidates. Our farm team hasn't received any of those dollars, and they aren't receiving endorsements either. Without the big cash, media buys simply aren't possible for these candidates, making it nearly impossible for them to gain much more recognition than they already have. That's all we've got for today. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to check us out at the Agora Center for Media and Democracy. This has been Political Media Analysis with Meg Hall and Maddie Conklin. Thank you.